Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, I am staying busy as usual, and、um, I have some interesting information to pass along to you in this podcast.、Um, this is probably going to be my last podcast before I go on Coast to Coast AM Friday night, because as you know, I'm trying to make sure my voice is. In good shape.、Um, I have a slew of radio interviews over the next 30 days, so that's really good, but、uh, it's kind of like running a marathon. So, as you know, I am here in Puerto Rico, and one of the things I'm going to be talking about on Coast to Coast AM Friday night is the amazing amount of stories that I am receiving about strange and Potentially paranormal phenomena that has occurred、uh, before, during, and after this major hurricane, the most devastating hurricane to ever hit the island of Puerto Rico in recorded history. And、uh, I have a, a lot of different、uh, bizarre things I'll be sharing, and I'll give you a little sneak peek here in this podcast. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people and traveling all around the island.、Um, I haven't made it completely around the island, but I have、uh, traveled over pretty vast sections. And I must say, altogether, I am very pleased that most of the island looks better than I expected.、Um, I still think, you know, certainly up in the mountains are the places that are going to、uh, have the longest recovery time because the terrain there is just, just so terrible and rugged. But.、Um, I was talking just last night to a friend who is 51 years old, and he has lived here in this particular area of Puerto Rico since 1975. He has seen a lot of hurricanes come and go over the years, but he said that this one, Maria, that struck last year, it really was different.、Uh, and he said that. He's pretty used to the way the weather behaves before these things hit and the way the animals react. He said this time was different.、Um, he said that there was, in the days leading up to this hurricane, just an incredible stillness and calmness and quiet that he'd just never seen before a hurricane. Never really seen the likes of it at all in Puerto Rico. Eerie, eerie, calm. And all the animals just disappeared, except for these huge vultures circling overhead. How foreboding is that? Because here in Puerto Rico, you have a lot of animals. I mean, for one thing, you can constantly hear、uh, insects and frogs outside, you know, coquis making noises, and there are、uh, iguanas hanging out all over the place. There are、uh, stray cats and dogs all over the place,、uh, lots and lots of birds. And,、um, you know, there's just a, it's, it's a very noisy place when it comes to Mother Nature. And so I can see why that would be odd for all of the animals to just disappear. Animals obviously are very, very sensitive to these major changes that are about to happen with,、uh, with the world around them. In fact, You may be surprised to know that、uh, people here who are really in touch with nature for a long, long time have been able to predict the weather by watching the iguanas. Because 
iguanas, they like to climb up and hang out in, in the tops of trees, which can be pretty creepy if you're walking through the, the jungle and uh, an iguana happens to fall out of a tree on top of you. That could um, that could ruin your day, I guess. But uh, that rarely happens. They're pretty good at latching on to these limbs. And uh, they say that if an iguana is perched on a limb facing outward, then the weather is going to be nice for the next few days. But if the iguana turns around so that it is facing the trunk of the tree, well, then you know that stormy weather is on the way. So there's something about these animals having an ability to sense pressure and temperature and, uh, and orient their bodies appropriately so that their faces are, I guess, away from incoming rain or whatever, that is uh, pretty fascinating. So it would make sense that all the animals would clear out in one way or another, and we'll never know how many animals were killed by the hurricane. But uh, these types of things are what we might consider harbingers. Harbingers are little events that happen just before a, a major incident is about to take place. And some of these things, like the way the animals behave, you might consider more of a a normal type of harbinger. But I'm most interested in what people think of as paranormal harbingers, things that occur that, um, that precede something major that seem almost of a spiritual nature. And in a recent podcast, I was telling you, for example, about the gray man. The gray man is a phantom that appears on the coasts of the Carolinas, especially uh, around Polly's Island, South Carolina, uh, on the beach just before a hurricane hits. Uh, that would be a, a pretty classic example of a, uh, a harbinger of a paranormal nature. And of course, there are two types of harbingers. There are harbingers that you see that actually signify to you that you're going to be okay, that you're going to be protected. And then there are harbingers of doom, meaning if you see one of these things, you better get your affairs in order because this means that you're most likely not going to make it. So if you see a harbinger, you hope it's going to be one of the um, the positive, optimistic kind. So that brings me to this one story of many that I'll be talking about on my upcoming radio appearances. And I particularly like this story because it relates to... Uh, incidents from the long past. Uh, let's see here. I talked to a woman named Walinda who has a house in a town called Urmagueros. Now, Urmagueros is um, it's not very far from where I am here in Bocaron in Cabo Rojo. Uh, I would say that it's maybe 15 minutes down the road. Um, it's just mainly, um, you know, like a, a rural area, just a lot of houses around there. And so this woman, Walinda, she said that, um, of course, before the hurricane hit, um, everybody is battening down the hatches. Uh, whenever there's about to be a big storm, the governor passes an order here banning any alcohol sales. I think, you know, 24 hours beforehand, nobody can be officially out drinking. And so a lot of people who would otherwise be out partying, you know, this is a reminder that, nope, you need to go home. You need to get everything together, get your 
your preparations made and stay clear-headed while this goes down. So everybody's very aware of what's happening at their house on their property and uh, getting things stockpiled. In some cases, the power even starts going out before the bulk of these storms hits because you get some strong winds ahead. And so some of these communities start just going dark even before the storm gets there. So here she was in her house um, preparing, and she caught a glimpse of something white moving outside in her yard, something big. And so she walked outside, and she was really surprised to see that There was a woman with dark skin dressed in white with sort of a white hood and everything standing off at the edge of her yard. Now, this is such an unexpected sight that it was also creepy. So she's standing there waiting to see who this woman is, and the woman takes a few steps and then just disappears. And so Linda goes over and looks around and sees no sign of where this woman could have gone and considered it to be a very freaky experience. And she actually went into her house and locked up the doors. Well, as it turns out, um, when the storm came through, when Maria came through, most of the houses around Walinda's were badly damaged. Some were completely destroyed. And Walinda's house, however, was untouched. It was unscathed. They didn't lose so much as a shingle. Not so much as a limb fell in their yard. The house was absolutely protected, shielded. And so she felt that this woman she saw was almost some kind of an angelic being. And when she told me this story, I got a little chill that went down my spine. Because immediately... I knew this was very similar to a story from hundreds of years ago in this very same town, Ormigueros. This is a story that Walenda did not know. It took place in the year 1604. There was an eight-year-old girl named Maria Montserrat, and she disappeared for two weeks Her family was a very prominent family, so the entire community was out searching desperately for this little girl for two weeks. They had almost given up hope of finding her. And then one day, um, some people in the town, they heard some whistling, like a little tune coming from a wooded area nearby, and they ran over and they found this little girl. She was sitting there, unscathed, whispering and whistling this little tune and she was sort of um, seated in a big hole at the base of this big large tree called the Seba tree and everyone was just laughing and crying to find her and they said what happened to you and she was smiling and she said that she'd gotten lost but that every single night a beautiful woman dressed in white with skin the color of coffee would come to give her food and care. And so that was considered an angel. And to this day, that incident is known as the miracle 
of Ormigueros. So, for some reason, in this town, there is this caring, angelic being that has been there since at least the 1600s. And if you see this woman with skin the color of coffee and her white hood and cloak and all that, then uh, consider that great fortune, because it sounds like you're going to be okay. Isn't that incredible that something that happened hundreds of years ago um, seems to still be occurring in the same manner to this day in this little town? So these are the kinds of things that I'm finding as I'm doing my research here around Puerto Rico and the kinds of things I'll be talking more about when I go on Coast Friday night and some of my other radio appearances coming up over the next 30 days. So uh, in the meantime... I hope that you will visit my website, joshuapwarren.com. I still do have some spaces left for my big event in Las Vegas. But when I go on Coast to Coast AM and I talk to millions of people all over the country and tell them about this for the first time, all those tickets may vanish within 24 hours for all I know. So if you want to go to this big event I'm producing in Las Vegas, now is the time. This is your, your last notice before I start telling millions and millions of people about this. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Click the link at the top of the page if you, would like to, um, if you would like to attend the event. You'll have all the information there laid out for you at the top of the homepage at joshuapwarren.com. You'll also find a link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I do my best to record one for you every day, but, uh, you know, things have changed a little bit here now with my current schedule. So um, if you want to know when new ones are posted, you can subscribe or you can follow me on Twitter and I will tweet when a new one is available. So I hope you are uh, doing well. I uh, look forward to sharing more stories with you over the uh, coming weeks. Thank you for your interest. Thank you for your support. Thanks for staying curious. And I'll talk to you again soon.